This month's film became one of the most iconic cult classic horror series with a groovy icon. With impressive prosthetics, practical effects, and even a bit of claymation, the story of cabins in the woods, demons, and even time travel became a fantastical wild ride of a movie series, whose direct influence we see today with the recently released spiritual successor. So grab your boomsticks and get ready your chainsaw hand attachments as we discuss the original Evil Dead trilogy. Episode of You've Never Seen Question Mark Exclamation Point. As always, I'm your host Ariel Ortiz, and today we got a fun one with um, a guest that you know is a constant for for me on here, and it is our my friend and and everybody's friend, hopefully out there who's listened to it. <laughs> um, it is Alan Torres. Hey, what's up, everybody? How's it going? And you know when Alan Alan is on, it's either one of, goes one of two ways. Um, he introduces me to a horror movie or a horror series in the case of this um, episode, or I introduce him to a a more animated um, opposite side of the coin of horror. But as I as I said, um, this episode is going to be introducing me to a horror movie. And, um, that, or in this case, yeah, horror series. And in that case, in this case, I mean, uh, it is, uh, the Evil Dead, the original Evil Dead franchise that consists of Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and Army of Darkness. So, Alan, uh, it's, it's your show on, on your, of, um, interviewing me in a way, uh, you can go ahead and go and take it away. Cool. So I guess we'll start off with Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. And so overall, I mean, what did you think of your for, reviewing for this one? So for the original, yeah, like I, I, I it felt very um, grounded, a, a lot more grounded in, in the sense of all three of them, for sure. I think it was, a, it, it, and it definitely felt like the school, um, kind of school, uh, film school project. Like, it, it kind of seemed to be. I don't know if, if like, Sam Raimi was, like, just out out of film school. Or if he ever went to film school, uh, you would be, you would, I, I would think that you might know that. But, um, uh, but yeah, it, the first one definitely felt like just a couple of friends, like, wanted to make a movie and they went out and, and made that movie. It was, it's definitely the darkest in a, in tone, I would say. Not in, like, depiction of things, <laughs> but it is definitely, the first one is definitely, like, the darkest in tone, which is one that, it's a tone that definitely, um, got picked up in, in at least with the remake of it, The Evil Dead, which we, we covered on, on Underrated, which was, like, my first, like, a, a actual, um, kind of, like, uh, actually watching an Evil Dead movie was that one, um, when we did it that that for that podcast so so yeah the first one is definitely the darkest in in tone in my opinion and more grounded yeah definitely is the darkest one out of the three out of the original three and i don't believe it was a project for school because i remember i i don't remember i mean 
I, I just recall that they had to film things in different uh, states. There was one point where I think when Ash is going down into the basement, mm. uh, mm. he's doing that. You know, Bruce Campbell's walking down yeah, in yeah. another state, and then you know because actors come and go you know they finish up their stuff so they have to leave and then another state someone is finishing up like you know or bruce campbell's doing that shot in another basement i remember there's something with a hand where i think he goes to reach for something and that was somebody else that was somebody else like months later but anyways yeah th this one is definitely the i guess the scariest of the three as well i felt mm -hmm. like this one is just more pure terror that there's very 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 subtle humor mm -hmm. that which a lot of people are used to um but yeah so i guess let's jump on to evil dead 2 what, what did you think about that one so so uh, over the course of all three or at least you know two and three and army of darkness like they kind of do like these retconny moments where it, it kind of retcons the movie before it a little bit not too much yeah because like uh i re well when it initially when evil dead 2 initially started um i was like are they going to like repeat the whole first movie because i i couldn't remember if you kind of like said that they kind of do that or if it, it does continue but it did like after it only spent yeah, like it's maybe like a weird like remake but not really like uh -huh. remake continuation yeah I, yeah. Yeah, it only spends like maybe like the first uh fifteen minutes in that kind of original story, but then it's like it 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 eliminates his friends from the original movie. So that was that was one thing I was like. So in in the whole grand scheme of lore, do his were his friends not there? It was just you know it was just Linda. Um, I I I do intend to like go and watch like um ash versus the evil dead now that i've watched the movies because i know that that's like the continuation of the story um but but yeah so like it it felt kind of like interesting in that way but i did like that it you know it, it continues on and stuff like that it literally like reenacts like moments from the first film and it reenacts that whole like um uh iconic scene of of like the the spirit coming through the the cabin and then rushing out of the door and like hitting and hitting ash as he's like screaming um so from that moment of course you're like oh okay it's continuing on and like uh i i i it's i ironically like a few weeks ago like i watched this like a uh, youtube documentary on the evil dead musical which still occurs like every, every once every some like you know it tours randomly and stuff like that and is performed randomly um it's like a unofficial um somewhat unofficial like a, a musical and it does combine like one and two into the whole musical and then sometimes it actually also like has like a little army of darkness like stinger at the end but uh, but so i knew that that two was kind of like an, an amalgam one and two were going to be like an amalgamation to like you gotta enjoy you know kind of together or and like yeah but i overall i really did enjoy two like it, i let overall with the, all three i like the project the progress and 
in the trajectory of this like from horror to humor kind of element where I know that that um, the Evil Dead is kind of like known for most of this kind of like horror humor kind of like s- not slapstick but kind of like over the top like gore and, and stuff like that just like like the what Raimi has become known for kind of thing you know like I liked seeing that over the course of the three movies and and two Evil Dead 2 was definitely that kind of like start of of that mixture because you still had like Ash as kind of quiet like he was in the first one but he's like you know he has more moments and stuff like that because very much I felt like like one was an ensemble like Ash yeah becomes like the main character because he is like you know the hero and stuff but he's still like a quiet hero in in evil dead and then two he kind of like starts getting more you know like vocal and stuff like that and then then three three i mean army of darkness he's just off to the races so so yeah two was definitely a really nice kind of like you get that starting that feeling like of of like of ash as the as a character that he's known for yeah he uh he definitely grows throughout I mean, his most iconic, I think, is from Army of Darkness. I think that's where most fans kind of get, get like, mo- most people, when they think of Ash, they think of Ash as, like, you know, wisecracking, you know, mm-hmm. one-liners and everything. And they, they think of the Army of Darkness one. Where, yeah, the, the first one, yeah, he's very quiet. And he almost doesn't even feel like the hero in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second one, I feel like it's him growing into that. Like, mm-hmm. by the end of it, he's kind of the ash that he's the he's the middle ground i guess essentially Mm -hmm. he's like that ties both of them together Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah and then evil dead versus or ash versus evil dead that one is kind of just finally like the ash that we all know and love but who's finally seasoned and he's gone through all these things but that that's something for another day Mm -hmm. um which i do recommend for people listening out there if you're gonna watch these three definitely go ahead and jump on and watch Ash vs. Evil Dead. It's a great continuation, albeit it does kind of end on a bit of a cliffhanger itself. Uh, you know, minor spoilers, but it's still worthwhile to watch. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. So and then Army of Darkness. What was your Ar- thought of it? Army of Darkness is just a, a zany, awesome. I think it is my favorite out of the three. Just because uh, it it's insane, it's an insane concept, but it works so well. Like I it, I was definitely impressed with with the, um, the animation used for like the skeletons and things like that. It, it he it just looked really really good of this like stop motion kind of like at times of an animation of these skeletons and this you know this evil army. And stuff like that. Um, I love... And then, once again, like, kind of retconning the the ending of the last one. Because, like, um, Evil Dead 2 ends with, like, him saving them. And then they, like, immediately... And they're, like, all, like, oh, he's the savior and stuff like that. Um, And then, yeah, then Army Darkness starts. And it doesn't start off that way again. um, But but eventually like you know then like yeah like 15 minutes in it's like okay 
it's like caught up to that to that kind of like ending of of Evil Dead Two in a way. Um, but but yeah, it's it's it was a pretty awesome, really awesome movie. I I really liked Army of Darkness. Like um, I, I think that he does it. It was just like really enjoyable. <laughs> I can't really like pin down like specifically. Um, what it, it just like all worked. Um, it's the most action packed of them all. I I did I did really really enjoy that. Even with this kind of like high higher concept of a movie of it being like time travel and and medieval times and knights and all that, it did have that moment in the in the windmill where it kind of felt like uh you know, back in the cabin kind of thing. I really didn't enjoy that. And then you kind of have like zany things like that had happened in the cabin kind of happened there with the, with the whole, um, mini hymns kind of things. And then, and then like, uh, then the split him like splitting into like bad ash and good ash, which, which like, correct me if I'm wrong. It is, is the final, like the final baddie, the one that, that, that he fights, you know, like, um, not hand to hand, hand, but you know, like sword fights at the end. Is that the evil ash that he buries or is it a different, because he burns like the face of that ash. So I, and it kind of sounded at first, like it was Bruce Campbell that, that voiced him, but I'm not sure. If, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. evil ash. Okay. He's, he's evil ash. Yeah, 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 yeah. The one that that yeah, like the one is that he like, burns and all that, and like Barry. Yeah, he comes back out and then as you know, and he, he, he yeah he's like the general of of the dead army, right? Yeah. He, okay. He's, yeah, that's that's him. Yeah, evil okay. ash. Yeah, yeah, because they had like so, like they're like it would cut back to him, and it's like okay, yeah, yeah, that's him, right? Because he's like making all these like ooh, ouch, or stuff like that, like as he observes like the rest of his army like get pummeled and things like that yeah he's definitely like kind of more like he's still trying to be funny mm-hmm. but he's like kind of I, I don't know maybe because he's all fucked up yeah maybe he's not as funny but yeah that I, or maybe they're just trying to show like he's evil he's dark he's not going to be as jokey as uh good ash but yeah. i will say sometimes it can be a little confusing because now that I think about it, there's a lot of times where there's like, you know, there's Dead-Eyed Ash, there's Evil Ash, there's the Evil Hand, you know, mm-hmm. Ash's Evil Hand, mm-hmm. and then even an, an Ash versus Evil Dead, there's a couple more Evil Ashes running around, um, there's a Ashy Slashy Puppet, that's one of my favorite fucking parts of that show, so yeah, it's pretty funny how, how a lot of Ashes are running around sometimes. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, um going back to just real quick for like uh evil dead 2 like dead eye i was so surprised to like to see dead eye um ash like right away like after that like once they like kind of like started adding new like to the continuation of the of the first of the first movie like dead eye like ash happens right there i was like oh my gosh like i thought that was like something that like like he gets like the whole mythos of deadites and like people getting possessed by them you gotta yeah you gotta suspend disbelief a lot (laughs) because it's like well how does it how does it it just like it could just ebb and flow like you know it could just ebb and flow on a person like and they'll be fine but then other times they won't be fine like linda 
like Linda, it stayed in her, but then like with Ash, like oh no, it left him, kind of thing, or like with the, with the second girl, like oh yeah, it left her, and kind of kind of thing, like that. It's like you just you don't know, like everybody could be possessed at, at any point in any time, kind of thing, you know. Yeah, that's what I like a lot about it is that the demons and everything that there's really no you know no holds bar, anybody can be picked. I think that's what they were trying to get across with the second one is that like. Even your hero isn't really that safe. Like, he gets possessed for a little bit, and then you get Evil Ash and Arm of Darkness. And, um, yeah, it, it just happens a lot. Like, and it's cool because it kind of makes the stakes a little higher because you're like, oh shit, like anybody can get possessed. You know, it's assumed that he got possessed at the end of the first one. Um, and then just some people aren't strong enough to fight it, or they just can't, you know, remove it. It, it, it kind of makes it. Like, uh, you know, like one of the, like a slasher movie where, you know, down the line of like sequels and slasher movies, the main characters are up for grabs, mm -hmm. you know, just like in, uh, which one, like, you know, in all the new screen movies, now all the main characters are getting killed off, um, uh, Halloween, I mean, all, all those movies, all those slasher movies, after a while they, they get picked off, but what I like about Evil Dead Two was that it's like no, it can happen to anybody. That don't don't worry about it. Everyone can get possessed. Everyone can get fucked up, which it makes it scarier in that sense. Especially when that movie's a little more funnier than the first. Mm -hmm. And then I think also too, um, I think the whole possession thing. It, it I think it's it's always just scary. It's always scary because like you get accustomed to somebody or a character and. You kind of go, man, what if that was, like, somebody I knew and they get possessed? And I think it just makes it a lot more scarier for the viewer. Because, like, like in Evil Dead 2, he had to chop her up. And I feel like it's assumed that you have to chop them up into little bits, bits and pieces. Like, make sure they're absolutely destroyed. Like, there's no coming back from it at one point. And even then, I think, like... Her body's all fucked up, and then she's just dancing around, and she's like, holy shit. That was so freaky of a moment, too, of just, like, because I was like, how did her her body decompose so fast? Because she was like, the the puppet that they used, or the clay, the claymation that they used for her, was, like, so thin of a body. It very much similar to, like, uh, um, Judge Doom in... And once he becomes a tune, it reveals himself as a tune in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Kind of felt like that kind of like weird, sketchy um, animation, you know. And uh, and yeah, it's very dis dis you know discerning. Yeah, to see. it's very uncomfortable. Uh -huh. And I'm not gonna lie, that is one of the best parts, the mm -hmm. the scariest parts of the of the second one. Is yeah. Yeah. Seeing her kind of dance around because, like, I know it's trying to be funny at the same time, but it's also just like uncomfortable mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. And and no, and even in the remake, you know, the the I forget her name, the main character's name, she gets possessed. I I feel like yeah. even viewers going into it thought, oh yeah, she's not the hero, and then at the end of it, she's like a badass and stuff. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm yeah. 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 Um. Uh, yeah, then that's like what I, I kind of like was saying, like, like, I haven't seen Evil Dead Rises yet, but it, it does give kind of like the sense from the from the trailers of being similar to like the tone of of Evil Dead and then the remake, the Evil Dead and then uh, of those two kind of like more kind of like darker and sin sinister. 
which I kind of like uh, now watching all the movie, you know, the Bruce Campbell movies, I, I very much appreciate because it's not kind of like, especially since he did have that run of Ash versus the Evil Dead series, it's not like camping on his, his style, his camp, the campiness kind of thing, like fully at least, like, um, and things like that. Like it might have kind of elements and homages, but, but it's still kind of like, it's creating its own path, it seems to be in in that direction as well yeah i mean the the remake and evil dead rise do kind of follow the first original one Mm -hmm. very heavy like not very heavily but like it follows that kind of sense of like it's more there to be scary you know and i think they they, i think everyone all the filmmakers know that they're like we're not gonna have ash again like we're not gonna be able to recreate the magic of Bruce Campbell as Ash. Mm-hmm. So I think they're kind of deciding more off to be like, all right, let's let's push it however much we can. Um just just like in the remake where it was like super gore re- like I feel like they they're revving everything else up they can and, and just trying to like kind of prove to the audience that they're like we can do it too, but we can do this you know these things better. Like I feel like the remake was a little bit more of a let, let, let's turn up the gore kind of thing i know a lot of a lot of people right now with evil dead rise are like oh my god the cheese grater scene was so intense i was like yeah, it was okay it wasn't that bad i feel like the remake had a lot worse things but the rise version felt way more like suspense and it was definitely more it, it felt more scary and it felt like very claustrophobic because you know instead of being in a cabin it was an apartment, apartment building mm-hmm. yeah so it, it was they all have their 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 things, you know. Like I felt like Evil Dead Rise was a little bit more creative with the Deadites, um, just like Evil Dead or Ash versus Evil Dead, because that one got really creative with the Deadites because they were like, "All right, let's build on this." Mm-hmm. But that was a lot more of a continuation of the films, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of the Bruce Campbell films. Yeah, but yeah, and then so yeah, uh, to bring it back a little bit, what were I guess you, it would be your standout moments for one film, but I guess what are your what what is your top pick of a standout moment in each film? Like, what is your favorite? I'm like making this too hard. What's yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Each film? Uh, yeah, no. Like, uh, um, gosh, uh, the first one probably, um. I think probably just like that first reveal of. Uh, like it, the uh, I think okay yeah yeah I think the um first one's unnervingness of the reading of the Necronomicon and like the the original like recording and stuff and like kind of making it seem like just at having that introduction of like that sinisterness element kind of way you know whereas like um. And the second one, like, they sh- they played the recording, but the Necronomic, they don't have the Necronomicon. Like, he doesn't ha- have it actively. Like, they, you know. So, like, with the first one, you know, especially seeing the, which they kind of recreated in, in the, in the remake, The Evil Dead, of, of that, find, going into the basement, finding the, the Necronomicon, bringing it back up, listening to the recordings, and, like, essentially causing the doom, and things like that, um, 
I think that was kind of pretty a really good standout moment and I think also like just like oh yeah yeah a very cute moment of the first one is the whole like um when the when Linda's like uh like um trying to get like the the present out of a supposedly sleeping ashes uh hand like I found that very kind of cutesy and stuff like that um and very good like kind of like layering of like Ash's love for Linda which you know carries on through at least the second movie uh kind of falters in the in the third one um which is understandable he's gone through a lot um and and she did like you know even a possessed version did try to kill him so maybe his image of Linda kind of like has has kind of like been been uh been corrupted in a way um but but yeah, so the, that was the f- one for the that one. I think um, for the second one, it's it's like the his first mention of Groovy, like with the whole building the chainsaw um, hand and 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 like just like that whole contraption and him like kind of like like a st- that establishing shot of of him being like this becoming the badass Ash and stuff like that um really awesome moment and uh that, that kind of like whole final battle the whole tr- the surprise of the tree actually you know like kind of like um coming up to the door and that big face and things like that um was is, is a pretty awesome moment like very um very very impressive because like all of these movies like like maybe the, the like as they grow in budget growed in budget you know like it's still impressive because it's still like um you could see sam Raimi like very much like using what he can to like the as much as he can in a if you get my sense of like it's it definitely like he's like coming up with creative way he came up with creative ways to like make these movies and so and then for um for army of darkness um it's it's i i really like that lat the last fight like you know with the with the dead army or the dead army and uh and just this whole like really it's just like not straight out of like um lord of the rings epicness but you get that it's like you know like a classic um medieval like army against army like you know coming up against the castle you know kind of fight and it was that was a pretty awesome moment um a very iconic uh um like dialogue from from army of darkness is is like when um arthur the the knight or he's the king i don't know but he's like, are all people from the future so, like, he says something along, all, are all people from the future so, like, loudmouth? And, like, Ash is just like, just me, baby. Just me. <laughs> it's just, like, so classic. Like, like that's the thing that's, you know, coming into these movies. I knew who Ash was. Like, Ash is a character that, that you can escape in pop culture it seems like and bruce campbell like like i've said like in um when we when we covered boba hotep in um in 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 underrated like uh 
I know Bruce Campbell because because I saw him on uh on Burn Notice. That's how I was introduced to him, and and he very much is that character, not to that degree, but he is a character like that as well. And it's just like the it, it definitely just captures you know Bruce Campbell and and the character of Ash just like so perfectly. Um. So yeah. You mentioned uh, you liked the whole big final uh, battle and everything. Uh, funny enough, this film is kind of... I, I don't want to call it an adaptation, but I remember reading uh, this book in high school called uh, A Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court by Mark Twain. Yeah. And there is a lot of fucking similarities between Army of Darkness and that one. And it, it's pretty much on par where, you know, a bumbling kind of idiot gets sent back in time into King Arthur's court and he kind of shows them that he's from the future and he has, like, modern technology with the car and everything. And I remember that, like, kind of blew my mind where I was like, I'm surprised no one else brings this up as much. But, I mean, I guess... Yeah. That book is probably not as popular, but... Yeah, yeah. no, especially, like, I think, like, well... A few years after this, it did get adapted again with uh, with a, a kid in King Arthur's court. Like I think that's like more it, by name as well. Like it's very yeah. cl- clear, clearly a connection as well. But yeah, no, I could see that. Um, it's definitely a trope, especially like in in medieval times, like that. Like kind of like yeah, probably from that. If Mark Twain, like, it's just been, like, over and over and over adaptations of Mark Twain. But, like, yeah, like, you don't really think of Mark Twain, like, that's the thing, too, is, like, when, because, you know, it's that, that story itself, I don't think is too popularized in a way, because, like, um, it's only, like, like, you know, Tom Sawyer, Huckleberry Finn, that you think of Mark Twain, and, like, he wrote a lot, a lot of other stuff, and, like, that's mm-hmm. kind of like this is one of this is one of them. Absolutely, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. Uh, one one of my favorite moments. It, this is, I kind of want to bring a little mm-hmm. trivia up. Uh, my favorite moment of Army of Darkness. My, my I have two favorite ones. I like the chain when he fights the she bitch uh, in the. Uh, like the little dungeon trap. Oh yes, I thought right. that was the most badass part of the, it the is. film. It is, yeah. And my other favorite part is the very end of the movie where he's working at S Mart, mm-hmm. and you know he has like his, he has like that outfit under his uniform, and you know the she bitch comes back and he like fucking shoots her. It's a great ending to the movie. And why well, I wanted to bring it up. Is because uh, one of our old co-hosts, Fred, he actually got me into the Evil Dead series. He was he's a huge, excuse me, Evil Dead fan. Well, he mainly loves the original trilogy. I think Army of Darkness is his favorite. Mm-hmm. But he bought like a special edition DVD, and oh, I remember the, like the alternate ending. Yeah, the alternate yeah, ending. Yeah, and it was a and I don't know if you saw the alternate ending. I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's really cool. It's, it's very just, dark. It's very it's sad. It's a very <laughs> super dark ending. Yeah, it's very like, you know, he took too much. And it's funny because even when I first saw Army of Darkness, uh, he takes too many drops. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, he's going to go over it. But 
all in the end, he he makes it out alive. If you go back and watch and you count, he takes too many drops. Well, um, my the one, I, so that's the thing. Uh, the one that I watched for this, it didn't show him taking the drops. It just showed him riding off into the sunset, and then it jumped to the store. So did they retcon that? What the fuck, really? Yeah. I swear to God, I've seen it. Well, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. There's different versions of it because the one that I had seen with the because I actually had seen the whole movie through with the original ending. Like we mm-hmm. didn't. We, we we sat and watched the whole thing because we wanted to see any you know he takes so many drops. I might be getting them confused because I, I've seen them so many times. You might you might be you might. I could have sworn that he takes it and you see him take too many drops, but he wakes up on time and everything's fine and he's working at Smart. But yeah, I mean I would recommend anybody to go out watch the original. And it's super dark, but it's also I think Sam Raimi decided to do that was because he's like i want it to be like final like it's done the story's over there's nothing else and i thought that was super cool like i would have been very happy with that ending because it would have been a very cool little trilogy they're a very good ending to the trilogy but i mean obviously it was probably smart it was probably like a studio thing where they're like nah change it up that's too sad because i think even at the time when the movie came out a lot of people were didn't really understand what it was like they're like army of darkness because i think the original title was supposed to be like medieval dead and i think when it came out i know it didn't do well i think it's popular now like you know it's one of those movies that to cult classic it did well over time because of rentals and everything but at the time people didn't understand they're like what and then you know that you have that flashback in the beginning at the end of Evil Dead 2. So I think a lot of people are like, what the fuck? So there's like a whole other movie before this. So they just were confused by it. So I think the studio probably interfered to be like, hey man, you're already going in. You know, we changed the name. It's Army of Darkness. People are not going to know what the fuck is going on. Unless, you know, I don't think they've even mentioned that it was a sequel. Albeit, you know, a second sequel. So I think they probably had to change it to the S mark, which again I, I love. I think it's a great ending too. But yeah, it makes perfect sense why they had to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. But yeah. And then uh whoops. <clears throat> and then I mean, what's your overall opinion of the trilogy? Oh, I think they're great. I definitely understand like why, you know, people latch on to this like you guys, especially I mean, especially you guys cuz you are horror hounds in a way but but i it, it's just it's a, such a thoroughly enjoyable series of movies but no like uh uh just definitely just um it especially army of darkness like yeah i'm in the camp of 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 um fred of like it's it it's definitely my favorite out of the three um but yeah and i and i i, I like this uh, I like this Bruce Campbell character. You know, I like Ash more than, like, the Bubba Hotep, but, but, um, which, he, it's a fun movie and stuff, but this one just, like, I just love, like, it wasn't so much campiness. Like, it is campy, but it's not camp, over campy. It's just very, it weirdly feels very organic, especially if you watch them, like, all together and stuff like that like i know it probably like if you were like introduced to army of darkness first it might have been felt like over campy but just to kind of see where ash come has come from and his like 
development into that character that he is in Army of Darkness, you just, like, appreciate the character a lot more, I feel. Um, and, yeah, he's just a man trying to get home, trying to, like, like, he, he has gotten so much bad stuff happen to him in the course of, like, what, like, two to three days <laughs> that it's just, like, yeah, of course he's gonna, like, be done with it. I, like, messaged you while I was watching, while I was watching uh, Army of Darkness. I'm, like, Ash is just done. He's just done. He doesn't want to do anything more. He is like, he's like, I'm done with all these, these, these dead zombies and things like that. Like, I just want to go home kind of thing. Like, um, he's not playing anymore. Uh, but then I guess he just kind of like at the end, he just like accepts it as his own life kind of thing. And like becomes the superhero that he's like, or the hero, not super, well, super a bit um you know that he's destined to be so so yeah it definitely and I really did like the ending like I I feel like it 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 felt solid I mean it felt like a closure as well like yeah like he's like he might still be having to fight the the evil dead for the rest of his life but he's like but it's just it's like what I do kind of thing kind of thing so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then uh <clears throat> well, I know the answer to this. Why do you think people have latched onto these movies so much? And why do you think it's why why do you think this trilogy would make someone shocked if they haven't ever seen it? I know the exact answer. <laughs> uh why it's, it's so fucking good, it's because of Bruce Campbell. Like I was I, about to say, yeah, it's just the Bruce Campbell of it all. Yeah, like I when I see him in anything else, I'm super hyped. I, I still need a what, what is it? What would you say white notice? Oh, oh no! Burn Notice, yeah, Burn, Burn Notice, Notice is a really good show. Like, I, I thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoy it. Like, it, it has a really good like start to finish kind of thing. Um, and his character is like you know just like a backbone of that of that series. But, yeah, yeah. I've, I've actually met more. Actually, in the past couple of years, I've met people where they go, you know, they, they in the Doctor Strange, you know, Doctor Strange. Multiverse of Madness, I've heard of people be like, hey, that's the guy from Burn Notice. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? No, well, that's fucking Bruce Campbell. And they're like, yeah, he's that guy. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, it's funny how, like, I'm, I'm happy for him that he's getting recognition and other things. And I think he really loved doing Burn Notice a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, funny, a lot of my f- other friends would be like, yeah, I love that dude. He's, he's fucking great on Burn Notice. And I'm like, yeah, but what about Evil Dead? And they're like, I've never even heard of that. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm yeah. like, he's the best part of the whole trilogy and and you know the show itself as well even the remake i was like i i I had not even looked it up i didn't even look it up when i went to go see the remake i it's just we were like in the middle of marvel mania like that's when marvel was fucking really rising up like it was like the the hottest new thing Mm -hmm. so you know i think avengers was like the year before so post credits was expected now like that became a staple and like franchise films so when the remake came out i was like i bet she's gonna show up at the end i guarantee fucking and there he is in the remake literally the post credits is him just saying groovy and i remember the when i went with my buddies to watch it we all just like jumped out of our seats because it's him like honestly you know i'm kind of stealing the the, the light right now because i know i asked you the question but it's just he's so great and even in you know multiverse madness he fucking that, that was my whole point is that his scene um when he meets you know doc and uh, america 
the whole, you know, he puts a spell on him. He, what the fuck is he doing? He's beating the shit out of himself with his hand. No, yeah, Which yeah. Which I was like, that's a direct reference. To oh, no. Like, even Sam Raimi, as, when I was sitting there, I was like, of course, of course. You had to do that. You had to. Yeah. It, it, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, yeah, and then, like, even, like, watching finally the original moment of that whole fight between him and, and the hand, I was just like, oh, my, they, like, very much, like, stayed true to just even the actions and and his mannerisms and and things like that in that moment of the of the original in multiverse of madness because like i was just like it's like very much like um side by side they would be kind of like both invoking the same feeling and that's all that's all because of bruce campbell he just like like it, it very much seemed now like watching the original like he just went in turned on you know a switch that's been there and like recreated that whole thing because like yeah you get that whole feel like it like with the aggressiveness of and like of the ha- his hand and stuff like that that was another moment that i was like that's so freaking fun and awesome when like in 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 Evil Dead Two, when he like uh seem the hand seemingly knocks him out and stuff, and then the hand starts to like essentially pull itself, you could say, and Ash along the floor, and I was just like, you know that that Bruce Campbell acted that, and it's like that's like impressive. Like he kind of like flip he does is real. Oh too. yeah, yeah. That's the thing too. Is like he's just like I was very much impressed because like he's he's like averaged out now, but he was like at the beginning of Burn Notice, he was a little bit more heavier set, a lot slightly, not too much. Um, but uh, yeah, like he he was it's so like physical like with him in these movies because yeah he's you know he was a younger age and things like that um but yeah it was just so even, impressive i, I want to say even in conventions long time ago not not you know probably not in the past 15 years maybe in the 2000s i think he would like you know what because he, he, he does a lot of conventions and i think he gets his own panels like q and a's mm-hmm. i think there was a where like he would just be like you want to see the flip and he'll fucking do it like i think he did it a bunch oh, and shit. then i think a time came where he was like i'm done i can't do that i'm not gonna <laughs> do that anymore and i was like of course dude I, I, you don't have to show me i didn't expect i wouldn't expect him to do it yeah yeah but yeah and then just to kind of add a little bit more i mean now watching these go back and watch i mean just watch the whole trilogy because it's a great fucking superhero trilogy but go back and watch spider-man 2 oh, yeah. and you will love the dr octopus surgery scene it just makes it way fucking better because like i had seen i think spider-man 2 came out like 2004 i think like maybe around that time that's when i got into evil dead like that's when i started watching all the movies i think like 2002 like right after the first spider-man no, no, yeah, it was right after the first Spider-Man. I started watching them. And when I went to go see Spider-Man 2, it made that sequence so much better. Because I was like, mm-hmm. this seems oddly fucking familiar. And at the time, I wasn't really, like, directors and everything like that. I wasn't, you know, how we are nowadays where we're, we know a director, an actor, and everything. Because that's what we do. We're film, podcast, film podcasters. But, yeah, go back and watch it. And, like, that scene is just even better. And it's 
way fucking scarier because like you know with the first spider-man i'm pretty sure sam raimi only the studio gave him control but they're like all right you gotta do like this you gotta do like this so you know he, he can do what he he can only do so much and i feel like spider-man 2 he was like oh dude i'm gonna give myself a nod you know he has bruce campbell in all three and then he's like i'm gonna literally do an evil dead scene in spider-man which is one of the coolest fucking things like when you go back like the only thing obviously he couldn't do was add gore but like that whole scene he's like they're brandishing all these fucking surgery uh at that point they're weapons because they're like fucking knives and poking stuff and drills and like you know the tentacles are are doing the demon kind of camera thing it's so great and like you can just it it just makes your experience even better now having seen this trilogy Mm -hmm. like trust me go back you're gonna be like oh my fucking god this is this shit yeah, yeah. I mean, he even pays homage. Well, of course, he, but he direct. I think he directly kind of pays homage to himself a couple of times in um, in Multiverse of Madness as well, especially with like the um, the scene specifically that it's like okay, this is like very Evil Dead ish, even down to like you know the use of mirrors and stuff. Is is the Wanda, you know, coming breaking into the to Carmotage and things oh like that. Oh my god, yeah, With, that's and, and her coming out of the mirror and then her like her look there as well as in the um the like kind of like mindscape that that um she eventually kills, you know, Charles Xavier. Spoilers out there. Whatever. Um of like that kind of like kind of like demon demonic Wanda. It's like very much like kind of dead-eyed-ish in a way too you know mm-hmm. kind of Absolutely. thing yeah yeah and um and then of course yeah the, the going back to that scene with the mirrors and stuff you get that scene with the eye which is like kind of like similar to the scene with with the eye in coming out of um of ash's shoulder in in army of darkness kind of thing of just like a sudden <laughs> eye kind of thing yeah yeah um but yeah like it, it's definitely just like I mean, yeah, growing up on on um, Spider Man, and then you know having seen a few a few Sam Raimi movies before this, like another one that we had covered was like uh, Drag Me to Hell, on underrated, and then um, uh, then then yeah, like yeah, um, what was it? Uh, watching uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse Madness. And stuff. You, it, it just it it was it's was really awesome to go back and see the originals kind of thing in a sense of Sam Raimi as well, and then his brother always showing up. <laughs> and the nice part is you get to see yeah you see his brother, and his brother shows up in the the TV show as well. But the nice part is too is like you kind of get to see the growth of the filmmaker mm-hmm. because you get to see his effects because he i like how he's very um you know i mean a lot of directors they have their style you know like wes anderson has this very like he has this aesthetic kind of uh what do you call it like very symmetrical there we go very symmetrical kind of style and then you know with quentin tarantino his kind of style is very like it's tarantino he has his own thing but with sam raimi you, you can tell like his style is like it's very influenced by a lot of things like with like slapstick and comedy but he also likes to darken it up a little bit with like excessiveness and then he also has like 
the way he films things like many if you go watch like xena warrior princess or hercules you'll see like when things are being thrown or you know an, an arrow goes flying the camera like just focuses on it on the way there like mm-hmm. you, you're with it kind of thing and i always really like that about him because like you, you've you, i think you see it in the spider-man films i think multiverse of madness i think when the when wanda throws the shield it kind of does that a little bit um there, there's just a lot of little things he does well, where he, you go uh, yeah that's that's him yeah he also recreates like the the evil dead traveling too in in multiverse of madness with like with um with wanda like intercepting and and taking over her her alternate self as well yeah like it yeah, travels was... through the through the house and then or it travels up until to the window or something like that and then hits yeah her. yeah yeah that was really cool and like i i, th- I really like the touch that he did where the photo of wanda is there and like it like turns and looks oh, at the viewer gosh, it was so yeah. creepy so good mm-hmm. and i was like yep that's him like it, that's why i really love that movie i think that's what was like really one of my i know people now are kind of like i don't know how to feel about it, blah 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 i really like it because it's because i went to see it sam raimi first like i was like it's a sam raimi movie doctor strange second kind mm-hmm. of thing yeah yeah and it's just those, and then drag me to hell there was a lot of sequences like that too uh-huh. so and then of course I think the vast majority of his films have the Delta, the car. Oh yeah. So yeah. that's another cool little staple he does. Mm-hmm. Um, I st- I really want to do Dark Man. Maybe I should do Dark Man on underrated because I've been really wanting to see it. That's a that's one of the another one I haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. I know he has like a baseball one, and I don't really care for that. I'm like I'm not gonna watch that. I guess. Uh, but yeah, I definitely want to go. Go, go watch Dark Man. I think maybe we should do that as mm-hmm. the next one since we're on a kind of Sam Raimi kind of little thing. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. But you know what? I'm really glad you dug them. They're just super fun. Like, I, I, I like to get people... Like, if people are like, I want to get into horror, I always kind of recommend, you know, like, the staple stuff. And Evil Dead's always going to be a staple. You know, I'm like, Amber and Elm Street, The Exorcist, Scream, Evil Dead. It's always just a staple of horror, just like way back when the staple of horror was like, you know, the Universal Monster movies, and, and you know, Rosemary's Baby. Now it's becoming more that. Which actually now we're so further down. And there's like newer staples. I think, I think Paranormal Activity might be like a newer staple, but yeah, I don't know. But anyways, yeah, I'm really glad to hear you, you really dug him. Mm-hmm. Um, he did for the love yeah. of the game. I, what? <laughs> that's the baseball movie that you you were talking yeah, about. That, yeah, that's that is the most movie. randomest Sam Raimi movie I've ever. I did not know because For the Love of the Game is a classic. Like, um, what's his name? Um, Kevin Costner, like, um, romantic movie and stuff like that. So random that he did that movie. <laughs> uh, but yeah we could leave it with that <laughs> that <laughs> with that kind of like random tidbit of sam raimi that he did for the love of the game which is so random to me um but you know a man has his softer side i guess yeah maybe he's just a big baseball guy i mean he seems like a very like old school type of dude i mean like even 
you know, like I said, you know, Army of Darkness has a Connecticut Yankee and King Arthur's Court, a lot influence from that. And then even when he goes up to the books, the, the Necronomicons, the three Necronomicons, the spell that he's supposed to say is a Clativrata Necto, that is directly from uh, the day there stood still. Oh, yeah. That, that's that that's the, the alien or whatever. Like, that's how the alien... It's a fucking old movie. There was a Keanu Reeves remake that came out. Yeah, no. <laughs> came and went so fucking fast. Uh-huh. But yeah, the original one, I, I think they did in the remake too, but yeah, in the original one, that's how he like controls the robot. He's just like, Klaatu, Rod, and Nikto, and the robot does stuff. Like, you can tell like he's influenced by stuff, and he really likes his things. I really appreciate that, that he puts things that, I mean, a lot of filmmakers do, but I, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I guess, and this was a three fur, so yeah. I guess you can finally say. I have seen the Evil Dead trilogy. Yeah. Hell yeah. And yeah. now, your next assignment is to watch the show. Yeah, that's the show my next so assignment. Yeah, that's the next one. I have so many movies. I have so many shows that I need to, like, finally watch after, like, you know, like, ser- seasons and seasons have passed or and get back to them or I've never seen them, you know, at all. Um, yeah. So it's, it's another one to add to my list for sure. And I know that there was like a similar, um, show, not evil dead, but kind of similar with, uh, John, with, with Dr. Cox from, um, from scrubs also like around the same time he was in a, a show as well that was kind of similar to to Ash versus the Evil Dead. That's why, like, I think at the time when when the Ash versus the Evil Dead was coming out, I used to kind of like get them mixed up a bit. But yeah. Um. But yeah. But no, Alan. I just want to like uh thank you for joining me, and of course, like as always, like um introducing me to a horror series or film or a single film like this is one that like i think it was inevitable to to cover because it's one that like since you know knowing you it's become it's been like a staple movie that, that you've like just talked about and discussed and things like that so so um it definitely was, you know, it's, it was this episode and this discussion was long overdue for sure. But, um, but yeah, thank you for, for joining me as always on, on the podcast. Um, and, uh, if you want to hear any more of me and Alan talk, um, alongside, um, our other co-host of, of the under, underrated podcasts of, um, Derek McDuff and then go on and check out that that show as well comes out every other week um and you could go to any of our um social media accounts and click the link there and find all the doobity doos and and um podcasts that we do um so yeah well with that Alan once again thanks and uh everybody out there thanks for being amazing